vision, power, money, the Africa Tourism Recovery Declaration is signed. Yesterday was a good day for Najib Balala, the Secretary of Tourism in Kenya. It was a good day for African tourism. The Africa Tourism Recovery Summit in Kenya set the tone for a new trend led by three tourism leaders that bring vision, power and money to the plate. The Nairobi Declaration was signed. Kenya, Jamaica with a little help from Saudi Arabia may have the golden key for tourism recovery in Africa and it showed in Kenya yesterday with a groundbreaking memorandum of understanding, MO, and declaration. Kenya's Secretary for Tourism and Wildlife, the Honorable Najib Balala had the vision, and he has the influence in Africa and it showed. Yesterday an excited and proud Kenya tourism leader officially opened the Africa Tourism Recovery Summit pointing out Africa's 1.3 billion people have resources, young people and a fast-growing middle class to pitch in. The Honorable Edmund Bartlett, the Minister of Tourism for Jamaica had been seen as an African at heart. He has been a board member of the African Tourism Board since 2018, and played an instrumental role in the ATB Project Hope Project. He brought the Global Tourism Resilience and Crisis Management Center to Africa. Kenya's Minister Balala noted, we meet here to find out how through our decisions how we can work to transform Africa's tourism sector. I strongly believe that working together is possible. The story today is about us in Africa and what we can do for ourselves. Africa is a large continent of 1.3 billion people, endowed with resources others can only envy. Africa is a continent of young people. Africa is a continent with the fastest-growing middle class. The co-chair of the Global Tourism Resilience and Crisis Management Center located in Jamaica, Hun Edmund Bartlett, and the chairman of the Global Tourism Resilience and Crisis Management Center Eastern Africa, Kenyatta University, Hun. Najib Balala signed what they called a groundbreaking MO earlier today between the two centers. This paves way for the two centers to work on policy-relevant research on destination preparedness, management, and recovery. Another local tourism leader with a global outlook and a big heart for Africa attended yesterday's Africa Tourism Recovery Summit. The Minister of Tourism Ahmed Al-Khatib from Saudi Arabia has billions of dollars in support global tourism. The Kingdom of Saudi Arabia has emerged as a strong global player, and Minister Al-Khatib is leading this effort. The Saudi minister had shown great interest not only in Africa but in many other parts of the world recently. When tourism needs help anywhere in the world, Saudi Arabia is responding. Three leaders that have the power, the vision and the money to make a difference are seen having an involved conversation together in Kenya yesterday. Three Hun ministers meet in Kenya at the Africa Tourism Recovery Summit. Ahmed Al-Khatib, Saudi Arabia, Najib Balala, Kenya, Edmund Bartlett, Jamaica. The host, the Honorable. Secretary of Tourism and Wildlife Najib Balala welcomed the delegation at TJE Africa A Tourism Recovery Summit, held at Villa Rosa Kempinski Hotel in Kenya's capital city Nairobi on Friday and delivered the following remarks. Transcript of Hun, Balala remarks. It gives me great pleasure to welcome you all to magical Kenya and to the cradle of humankind Kenya. For those unaware, Sibiloi National Park hosts the unique location known as the Cradle of Humankind, because of its extraordinary fossil and archaeological significance. The park itself stands on the edge of the largest desert lake in the world, Lake Turkana. You may well be walking on the same land your ancestors did millions of years ago when you walk on Kenyan soil. We welcome guests to enjoy the magnificent flora and fauna. By the way, let me let you in on a little secret. The annual wildebeest's migration in the world-famous Maasai Mara Game Reserve dubbed, the eighth wonder of the world has begun. I ordered it specially for you. 
on behalf of the people and the government of Kenya, and my behalf, allow me to extend a special warm welcome to all my African brothers and sisters, and to our international guests, especially as it is the first time for some of you to come to Kenya. It is my sincere hope that we shall see more of you in the future. This second summit follows the Tourism Recovery Summit that took place in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, in May 2021. It will look into ideas to restore the African tourism sector following the devastating wave of the COVID-19 pandemic, which is still wreaking havoc throughout the world with devastating impact on the tourism sector. I welcome the opportunity for Kenya to host the Tourism Recovery Summit Africa, and I would like to thank H.E. Ahmed Khatib and his colleagues at the Ministry of Tourism in Saudi Arabia for their support in helping us to make this important event happen in such a short time. The summit accords us the opportunity as Africa's top decision-makers on tourism to explore ways to collaborate and deliberate on innovative solutions to successfully restart the sector and to build even better. We must seize the moment to shape global tourism recovery by enhancing our partnerships with multilateral institutions, the private sector and building new alliances. Tourism is one of the most important economic industries in the world today, with over 330 million employment created globally. It has direct and indirect linkages with other sectors such as agriculture, retail, manufacturing, telecommunications, building and construction, and transportation. In Kenya, tourism and travel remain the third largest contributor to the GDP, about 10%, after agriculture and manufacturing and we have not even peaked yet. However, to get over this pandemic effectively there is an urgent need for global solidarity, particularly regarding vaccine distribution, with no room for hoarding or selfishness in vaccine intake. Equally, red-listing each other divides nations instead of bringing us together and pulling our resources to fight this pandemic together. For this reason, I humbly appeal to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia through H.E. Ahmed Khatib to join us in helping the 21 million frontline hospitality workers in Africa and the Caribbean to access COVID-19 vaccines. I also believe that the global community needs to come together and say emphatically that what is good for me is good for my neighbor. Because as long as we do not have optimal vaccination coverage in the continent, we will continue to struggle. And, until the majority of the world has an adequate vaccine supply, we will continue to face new variants that are likely to be increasingly vaccine-resistant strains that will affect not just certain parts of the world but the entire planet. Apart from COVID-19 being a threat to humanity, it is also an opportunity because it will most definitely lead, as is already evident, to the next wave of innovations as people learn to cope with its aftermath. Africa needs to harness the power of technology to reinvent the tourism experience as a whole with homegrown concepts. For example, creating a virtual experience for visiting game parks and museums, guest service systems, and using the internet to improve the marketing experience by developing better destination websites with augmented reality platforms and so on. We also need to take advantage of this period during the peak of the COVID-19 pandemic to determine our own destination's vulnerabilities strengths and most importantly our resilience. Where we are overly reliant on too few channels, customer types, airline partners or tour operators, or where we are not sufficiently diversified, we will need to reset and to rethink. Sustainability is another critical issue we need to look into when planning for recovery. Today's millennials are deeply concerned with how a destination makes maximum use of environmental resources in conserving natural heritage and biodiversity and how surrounding communities gain equitably from tourism activities. This is why Kenya has been instrumental in creating community wildlife conservancies, banning the use of single-use plastics in the country since June 2020 in all our protected natural areas. The preservation of our environment is tied to the very existence of humanity.
We hope that this ban can encourage similar policies and actions across Africa and globally. On supporting communities whose livelihoods rely on tourism, we are glad to say that in Kenya, we are now supporting 160 community conservancies in running their day-to-day operations since the onset of the pandemic. By doing so, we foster positive working relationships with the communities while also ensuring that tourism thrives in those places. These two are only a first. We shall be looking into more ways of promoting sustainable tourism in our country. And as an extension, I would like to urge all the distinguished guests here to emulate the same, if not more. This goes to not only conserving the environment but also portrays a positive image of the tourism industry who would be part of the movement. The pandemic has awakened a new dawn in Africa. Africa has to wake up, and this can be our time. But we must build networks and infrastructure within the continent so that we can interlink and connect intra-Africa. This will help to promote travel within Africa and to market us as a continent that offers almost anything and everything for the African traveler. The reason we need to do this is because there is minimal travel within Africa, and also globally, the percentage of people coming to Africa is only 3%. We therefore, need to improve our infrastructure, air connectivity by supporting the open sky policy, security, and safety, build capacity, and improve our products offerings. This is the time for Africa to build Africa for Africans. It's not just about telling the narrative and building the brand Africa, we must encourage the 1.3 billion residents of Africa to travel within the continent because tourism can be a game-changer for the continent since we have all the necessary products. We need to invest in the continent so that tourism can work. We can also be independent in so many ways. For example, Europe has stated that they want Europeans not to leave the region in the next year to support their local economy and to manage infections. Let us be prepared because the world has changed, and we must change as well or perish. We have not taken the need for change seriously enough nor have we exploited it fully. Ladies and gentlemen, we have ample solar, wind, minerals, mountains, deserts, lakes, people with rich culture, history, and heritage. Therefore, we must invite investments into the continent to build the middle class so that we can have a sustainable tourism market for ourselves. This should be our priority now and going forward. Finally, let me end my speech with this quote from one of the pioneer African visionary leaders, Kwame Nkrumah of Ghana, it is clear that we must find an African solution to our problems and that this can only be found in African unity. Divided, we are weak, united, Africa could become one of the greatest forces for good in the world. I thank you for listening to me. Here is how Africa is seen through the eyes of a global leader and tourism minister from Jamaica. Transcript of the speech delivered by Hun. Edmund Bartlett at the Africa Tourism Recovery Summit in Kenya yesterday. As is the case for most other developing regions across the world, travel and tourism have become one of the key drivers of growth across the African continent, especially within the last 10 years. In 2018, tourist arrivals among African destinations grew by 5.6%, which was the second fastest growth rate among all regions and stronger than the global average growth of 3.9%. 10-year receipts for the continent show that tourist arrivals, in fact, increased from 26 million in 2000 to an estimated 70 million in 2019. The contribution of tourism to African GDP was measured at US$168 billion in 2019, equivalent to 7.1% of total GDP. Tourism also generated close to 25 million jobs while visitor expenditures generated US$61.3 billion or 10.4% of total exports. 
Unfortunately, even against the backdrop of this strong performance among African destinations in recent years, the tourism industry in Africa remains very fragile, simultaneously exemplifying resilience and vulnerability, with both manifesting at regular intervals and with equal intensity. Despite being the second most populous continent, Africa received only 5% of the 1.1 billion people who traveled to global destinations in 2019. To put this into perspective, the Caribbean, which is a sub-region of 43 million people, received 2.8% of the international tourists in 2019, almost equal to Africa's share. Africa's relatively small share of the global tourism market is even more disappointing against the backdrop that the continent is endowed with many natural assets that can enhance its tourism competitiveness including abundant natural resources, wildlife and marine life, cultural diversity and extensive natural attractions. The continent thus has great potential to develop segments that are growing in demand by international travelers such as nature, adventure tourism, cultural heritage tourism, and travel for wellness, health, and retirement purposes. We can, however, conclude from the available evidence that the African continent has significant untapped tourism potential. Before African destinations are, however, able to maximize their full growth potential, they will first have to confront some of the major constraints. Africa's ecological and geological characteristics as well as its geographical location, have been identified as major factors contributing to the volatility of continental tourism. Many African destinations have traditionally, and more intensely since the emergence of the climate change phenomenon, experienced exaggerated risks associated with droughts, earthquakes, floods, cyclones, food insecurity, biodiversity loss, population displacement, and disease outbreaks. Even as countries across the continent are currently battling the COVID-19 pandemic, many are also simultaneously managing other outbreaks linked to cholera, Ebola, Lassa fever, malaria, measles, polio, and yellow fever. The current pandemic has produced a devastating impact on African tourism's destinations. While the case fatality ratio CFR, for COVID-19 in Africa remains lower than the global CFR, the continent has traditionally had an underdeveloped and small intercontinental tourism sector with most of its annual visitors arriving from hard-hit regions and countries such as China, US, Great Britain, and Germany. Ultimately, the combination of national lockdowns, a tiny local tourism customer base, and an industry aimed at big-spending foreign visitors means that Africa's tourism industry has limited capacity to adapt to the prolonged downturn in international travel. Africa recorded a 75% decline in tourist arrivals in 2020 and an estimated US$120 billion in GDP contributions from tourism in 2020. This translates to over five times the loss in receipts recorded in 2009 during the global economic and financial crisis. This also translates into the loss of 12.4 million jobs or 51% fewer jobs in tourism between 2019 and 2020. Expectedly, many local communities, especially those in the vicinity of wildlife conservation areas and depend on tourism for their economic livelihoods, are now facing risks of starvation and lack of basic humanitarian services due to the steep tourism decline experienced over the past several months. The current pandemic has only magnified some of the more traditional, structural challenges facing many African destinations. These challenges have weakened their resistance and resilience threshold. They include underdeveloped infrastructure, political instability, lack of security, safety, and high crime, the difficulty faced by investors in accessing finance, high taxes on tourism investments, low levels of tourism skill, red tape and bureaucracy and low levels of budgetary support from governments, even in destinations where tourism is a major economic contributor. 
It is clear that the task of tourism recovery among African destinations requires a strong tourism resilience framework with elements such as cross-sectoral collaborations, international funding, and technical assistance, the development of comprehensive warning systems, the development of resilience barometers, research and innovation, the development of niche markets, human resource development and training, improved marketing tools, greater involvement of African diasporas globally, improving destination attractiveness and security and increased efforts to build resilience and support product development among local communities. As the focal institution for coordinating strategies and interventions to enhance tourism resilience globally, the Global Tourism Resilience and Crisis Management Center, GTCMC, stands ready to help put together a recovery coalition for African destinations and to enhance the overall resilience of African destinations. This coalition might include African tourism ministers, hoteliers and other industry leaders, the private sector, members of the academic community, members of the African diasporas, community groups, native tribes, and representatives of local, regional, and international tourism organizations. This will build on the work that we have already started through the establishment of one of our satellite centers at Kenyatta University, Kenya in 2019 and another that we have earmarked for Seychelles. Finally, I also believe that there will be a growing demand for tourism products in the post-COVID era that will offer Africa a source of competitive advantage. The demand for tourism products including, cultural, heritage, health, and wellness is likely to grow as visitors' habits increasingly shift from laissez-faire tourism to sustainable tourism. To this end, African destinations are in partnership with cruise lines and airlines, especially in North America and Europe can explore the possibility of multi-destination arrangements that will allow tourists to, for example, to relive the experiences or route of the Middle Passage. African tourism industry leaders should also aggressively target the African diasporas, especially those in the Americas, to encourage them to consider Africa as a viable, attractive tourism market with the goal being to develop attractive products and packages that can untap the need for nostalgic experiences on the African continent by the diasporic communities in the Americas. The pandemic has also shown that African destinations can no longer hinge the success of their tourism product on a few traditional markets based in North America and Europe. They must increasingly find ways to aggressively pursue and tap into new markets. To this end, they can begin to look closer at home. Of course, we are talking about the Middle East a geographical region that is not only proximal to some African destinations but also holds significant potential. The UNWTO has described the Middle East as one of the smallest, yet fastest-growing, tourist-generating regions in the world, with outbound travel quadrupling in the last 20 years. The outlook for a future of fruitful partnerships between African destinations and the Middle East is certainly positive given the right conditions and factors. In closing, I will take this opportunity to once again stress the important role that two phenomena will play in the recovery of continental as well as international tourism. These two phenomena are vaccine inequity and vaccine hesitancy. On the matter of vaccine inequity, we implore the wealthier countries to assume a greater sense of moral responsibility to share vaccine supplies with many poor countries and regions that are lagging behind. This is critical to helping these countries to achieve herd immunity and to regain the confidence of international travelers to promote full tourism recovery. On the matter of vaccine hesitancy, I implore all stakeholders in both government and the private sector to develop public education campaigns to allay fears and anxieties and to sensitize all citizens about the importance of vaccination. It cannot be stressed enough that the recovery of African economies depends almost indispensably on the extent to which as many persons as possible are vaccinated. Vaccine promotion should now be the main goal of public policymakers across the whole African continent. 
The Tourism Recovery Summit ended with the signing of the Nairobi Declaration. It reads, The Nairobi Declaration, 16 July 2021, signed in Kenya, 16 July 2021, vaccination, there is need for social justice and equity in vaccine access to ensure that a bigger population of the continent is vaccinated and build confidence in destination Africa. Africa tourism requires support in accessing and funding the vaccination campaign. We need to make Africa a domestic market. This will help to build sustainability and resilience. Break barriers e.g., visa to ease movement across the continent to tap into the young and growing middle class yearning to travel. Connectivity by air. Formulate airlines that serve within Africa for ease of movement and affordability of travel. Invest in human capital development. To upskill the human resources in the industry for the current and future tourism demand. Sustainability and biodiversity conservation. Sustainability in tourism in preserving tourism's core resources and ensure benefits to communities and resilience against crises such as the current pandemic. An African tourism forum within the African Union to coordinate Africa tourism with a common strategy and roadmap to meet our aspirations for destination Africa. This will enable focused engagement with key players such IATA and UNWTO. COVID-19 pandemic has created an opportunity to refocus our national and international tourism institution. Train the youth for the tourism of the future. This will enable us to leverage the demographic dividend in Africa as a resource and a future market and stability. Review tourism policies and strategies to incorporate emerging trends on global tourism and address the current needs in the continent. Use of technology in various aspects of the tourism industry including marketing, research, and packaging of products and experiences. Governments to prioritize tourism and provide adequate funding to enable the sector to optimize its potential for economic growth and development as well as job creation. Africa to invest in infrastructure to connect country to country to increase opportunity for African to travel across and enhance the visitor experience. Special fund for tourism will help to support capacity building and product development. Develop an African brand. Visit Africa for Africa to correctly position the Africa and ensure sustainable demand for tourism products. Develop attractive environment to enhance investment in the sector. The Honorable Najib Balala and Edmund Bartlett also had been playing a leading role in the Project HOPE initiative by the African Tourism Board under the patronage of former UNWTO Secretary-General Dr. Talib Rafay. ATB Chairman Cuthbert Encube applauded the event in Kenya and offered his full support. A declaration was signed at the Africa Tourism Recovery Summit in Kenya, and will be published here once available.